0: The PM Growth Experts podcast show is hosted by Darren Hunter and Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training who work with PM Growth Experts from around the globe. If you're signing up 20 to 30 managements a month, that's great. If not, speak with us. Hi, everyone. Darren Hunter here with Dennis Youssef, and we are from Inspired Growth Training, and we also with our podcast, PM Growth Experts. And do we have a big Hitter here today with Joe I. Emma. Hi, Joe. How are you going?
1: Hey, boys. How are you? Hey, You're looking good there, Joe.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> All righty. And Joe I. Emma is a department head with Doyle Spillane Real Estate based in DY um, on the northern beaches in Sydney. Joe's got an enormous uh, property management business. We've known Joe for many, many years. and Joe is known as one of the best quality operators with his team in the country. So little privilege really, Joe. It's a big rat. I yeah, know it is embarrassment. But look, yeah. before we get going, Dan, what's our retro record of the week? So I uh, look, Darren, I was actually trying
2: to think of something that could suit you and um, suit Joe as well, obviously because of our age. So I got one of my top shelf show-
0: hang on, what do you mean about our age? <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that you guys are old. <laughs> okay, me too. Now, when I was in the eighties, that was the record to have. Um, some couple of good songs on there. Um, was it New Year's Day, Sunday, Bloody Sunday? Um Go. Into, right. Um well we're gonna keep on moving on, but thanks for sharing that uh, memory of from the eighties, Dennis. Now, very quickly, our ex- exclusive partner Rock End with their cloud platform Property Tree. Part of that system, they've got Invoice Genius. Now, for every invoice that you guys are keying in, there's a lot of invoices that have a barcode or a QR reader on them. If you scan them through using Invoice Genius, you're going to be saving yourself. You see, if you go and manually key all of these things in, it's about 40 seconds each. If you're property management business is a thousand properties or a thousand doors. You're looking at around about 20,000 invoices a year, but by using invoice genius, um, you're going to be saving yourself around about instead of four weeks of somebody keying, it's around about a hundred and about a hundred hours or two and a half weeks of keying that doesn't have to be done by an expensive trust account person so make sure get in contact with property tree at propertytree.com.au. book in a demo and check out how invoice genius can save you guys a packet of time so as dennis said you could be out prospecting instead of keying in invoices yeah absolutely spot
2: on thanks for that darren and yeah look go and speak to rock n so you can do some an extra two weeks of prospecting so, Joe, um, thank you so much for being on board with us today. It's exciting to have you. The very first real estate conference that I ever attended in Sydney, mate, you were on stage um, doing a BDM panel and you also took out a BDM award. So, it's um, an honour and a privilege to actually have you here today, buddy, and I really appreciate your time. So, um, Pleasure. Joe, why did you join real estate? Like, What got you into it?
1: Yeah, look, um, I was lucky enough to, uh, we had a family friend who had um, a, an office in our area and he pursued me for a couple of years um, before I sort of left school and sort of had me primed to, to start in the business. I didn't know much about real estate in general except for the fact that, you know, they sold houses. Um, and yeah, initially when I started, this, I said, oh, you got to rent homes. And I thought, you know, who rents? So I was, yeah, very naive. Um, eighteen straight out of school, and I thought everyone owned their own home. So yeah, it was a big learning curve for me. Um, definitely.
2: Yeah, excellent. So tell us a little bit about your area, like your marketplace and um, where you are.
1: Yeah, definitely. We're on the northern beaches in Sydney. Um, you know, we we sort of service an area from Manly to sort of Palm Beach. Um, and out to sort can of. Can we French just clarify
2: that Palm Beach, yeah, Palm South, Beach South Wales, not on the Gold it, Coast, not Gold Coast <laughs> and, and not Florida, and not Florida. <laughs> Florida <yeah. laughs> It'd be nice, Florida, but um, yeah, well, no.
0: yeah, yeah, that was called cool. Palm Beach. Yeah, no, that's where Todd lives.
1: Yes, um, but yeah, the the best thing about our business is that ninety um, percent of our properties that we manage are uh, in a five k ra- radius of our office. So, um, yeah. yeah, we're able to sort of manage a lot more, um, easier with not massive travel times. You know, if we're traveling more than 10 minutes to get to a property, it's probably too much for us, yeah.
2: Okay, so that's that, you know, not too many people can um, really say that that's the case for their marketplace. Darren, I know that you're out there all the time, you know. um, How many minutes are you telling uh, people that they should be, you know, stopping and and thinking hard about not listing it? What's your your uh, rule of thumb?
0: Sorry, what was that again?
2: What's your rule of thumb if you're telling someone they shouldn't travel so far to do routine inspections, etc.?
0: Oh well, it, the, the the point <laughs> is, yeah, my rule is no more than thirty minutes drive from the office. It yeah, goes um, five to ten minutes. Too many of those, and you're going to be end up sitting part time on a chair in a car, um, yeah. and working part time managing a full time rent roll. So distance yeah. is uh, you got to be really what you got to watch that.
2: So it's really good that you you know you've got that rule. I think it's quite important, and more people need to look at it because I mean I know people that drive two hours for a listing. That's just yeah. it's crazy. So well done, Joe. So Joe, how many properties have you grown in the um the last twelve months?
1: Yeah, look, we we manage
2: a portfolio of just under a thousand
1: properties. Um, and I was looking at you know our stats recently. We're up to about one hundred and ten. Um, for the last 12 months. So that's probably a little bit um, less than what we're used to. Um, I guess our marketplace in is gone for a bit of a transition with investors. Um, the banks have made it really difficult over the last few years for investors to get into the market. Um, the, the, the sales market yeah. has been really hot. So investors have sort of been sitting back because the returns haven't been there. Um, we're starting to see the light now and there's a little bit more, of those investors coming back into the market. But um, also a lot of our owners um, who probably, you know, didn't have long-term plans to hold property um, over the last three or four years, if they wanted to get out, it's been the best time for them to do that. So, yeah, potentially we're having to list 100 to 150 to just keep on par. So, you know, our growth numbers aren't massive. Um, but, you know, we sort of recognized that a couple of years ago. And so we started to make some changes to our model and and, and how we wanted to, um, you know, do business moving forward. Um, And I guess Darren and yourself have been, you know, privy to what we've done um, with regards to maximizing fees um, and sort of cutting any, um, sort of properties that sort of weren't sort of making us money at the end of the day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you, you're, I mean, your area certainly has been a, a hot market for purchases with the Sydney market. It's just been ridiculous in the right. last three to four years. And you know, you guys are in the heart of that. So Joe, you know, if you were to meet yourself on the first day that you started in real estate, obviously you had no idea about real estate as you shared earlier, <laughs> but you know, go back and, and <laughs> meet yourself when you're 18, you know, so, you know, let's say the 30 year old Joe meets the eighty year old Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was 30. Um, <laughs> look,
1: I guess, you know, again, starting out, then it's sort of, um, it, you know, like owning, being a director of a business, owning a business was probably something that, you know, seemed so far away and not, not reality, I guess. Um, so I think if anything, um, you know, Anyone that's 18 these days, there's so much opportunity out there uh, and sort of, you know, have a goal in place and and make that goal not one that you can achieve easily, you know, I guess make it, you know, something that gets you out of that comfort zone. So uh, I guess for many years I worked, you know, as I said, in a family business. and yeah, I was just treading water, you know, I've probably learned more in the last 10 years than I did in the first 20 years of my real estate career. So, you know, I guess, you know, for anyone starting out, um, yeah, just give it a go. If you're going to do something, make sure you do it properly and sort of really give it a go.
2: Yeah. So it, it's interesting that you're saying that, you know, when you're 18, you never expected or thought you could own a business. So, you know, writing those goals early, like it doesn't matter how you, young you are, set some goals and, and get them down, uh, get them yeah. down pat. Yeah. Well, especially in our culture, like, I
1: guess, you know, like even, you know, my parents, you know, came out um, from overseas, they were young, they, they didn't work, you know, they worked, the only jobs I could get were probably the, the, you know, the low playing jobs, they they weren't business minded. So for me, I didn't have that when I was growing up. And, and those things seem so far out of reach. But then the reality is um, that once you start that, that journey, you can see that they're they're not so, you know, you're not, not you, can, you can reach those goals if you set them, definitely.
0: Yeah,
2: excellent. So, Joe, you know, you start a rent roll from scratch. If you were to jump out now and start a rent roll from scratch, what would your top three, you know, um, growth things be? What would your top three growth strategies be? That yeah,
1: definitely. Look, I think I'd go really hard on um, marketing um, really early. So, again, you know, going back to, you know, what I've done over the last 10 years as opposed to the first 20 years, We've never really marketed ourselves. We just plotted along, thought, yeah, people know we do a good job, and and they'll come to us. But again, I find that when we do marketing, you know, the results are very obvious. You know, if we're doing a letterbox drop, the calls start. You know, if we do run something in the paper, it happens. So, and I guess from a property management business, you know, in years gone by there wasn't a lot of marketing like that. It was yeah. all sales orientated, you know, like see, you didn't get drop cards from a rental manager. You still don't, you know, you, you just get a, you know, a salesperson who sold something or you know, in their services or whatever it may be. So yes, market really heavily. Um, I would put some really sort of strong procedures in place um, because I believe they go hand in hand. I don't think you can have growth if you haven't got the back end, to support that growth. So for me, that's really important. Um, And yeah, I would just, every person that I came in contact with, like I think about it now, like if I had every person I came in contact with when I was 18 years old, you know, 30 years later now, I would have this massive database. You know, I've always worked in the same area. I've never moved, you know, I've never moved more than a kilometer away from where I live, you know? So I would have this massive database. But again, you know, the first 20 years, we didn't keep everyone's details. We didn't sort of yeah. put them on a CRM that we could contact them regularly. And uh, I guess over the last few years, that's changed a lot. So they're it the ha- three things that have
2: in yeah. place. I, I, I like what you're saying because I'm always about, you know, um, I'm always about collecting business cards. I've got piles of business cards on here and people are always, um, and this is just these business cards I've got here are just what I did in a conference in New Zealand. Anyone who asked me for a card, you know, you take a business card off them because you're relying on them to call you if you just hand out your cards. Mm. So it's a really good point, And I love that you brought up, you know, the contact management system. Yeah. That You know, the last two that you've said is actually two in one. And it's having the back end systems as well as, you know, a system for a contact management system. Right. Yeah. Now, I've got a tricky one for you. Okay. So, you know, you, you, you turn up to work on a Monday morning. Joe and the the bank rings you up. They're the first call. They ring you up and say, Joe, if you don't list ten properties this week, we're going to shut the doors. Yeah, what do you do?
1: Look, I would just again, I'd go back to that contact
2: database and I would put
1: together, um, you know, a flyer, an offer, or something, and send it to. Like, I only checked the other day because we had our, our my newsletter went out. I mean, I have nine hundred x. Ex- landlords on that system that get something from me once a month, twice a month. And it's amazing that every time I send out a, a newsletter, I just get a query, a question. It could be about real estate. It could be about something else. It could be about someone needing help or someone looking for a place. So again, I, you know, A, we do it all the time. Um, but, you know, if I was in, in a situation where I needed to list 10, I might put an offer around that sort of, you know, um, yeah. So that's the first thing I would do. Or go through my mobile phone. My mobile phone's becoming a little bit like that these days now. I could send a message to, you know, just the people in my phone and and there'll be business from that.
2: Yep, yep. Okay, so you're picking up the phone, you're sending a newsletter out and you're, you know, using a a text as well, um, which is really good. So it's interesting because, you know, like you said, these telephones, they are becoming a contact management system. They're doing everything. So, Joe, um, what are your biggest rent-roll growth strategies that you've got? Um, that bringing let's say about eighty percent of your business what what's the key area that you're bringing most of your business in? Um, look current
1: and ex landlords um, and current and ex tenants like um, you know and I've really drilled down into those numbers uh, recently um, because you know again, just trying to get better at hey where is where is this inquiry coming from? you know we're spending money on marketing are we getting um, the feedback and obviously Google reviews goes without saying um, a lot of our um, business is coming from Google reviews um, which again, we're working really hard to sort of get that up. I think, you know, we're about, we've got about 70 or 80 reviews and we're about a 4.7 star rating. So, you know, we're, we're sort of hanging in there with that and, and it's sort of, That's something that needs to be constantly worked on, just asking and getting them from the team as well. Yeah,
2: so again, Darren, um, we've got someone here that's got quite a, a good and strong sales team, and Joe hasn't mentioned his sales team yet. This is an attribute to, just like Martina Berry in the last video, it's an attribute to both of them as BDMs. They're not relying on their sales team. You know, Joe's got himself a great name for himself. They've been established for a long time. Tenants you know referrals
1: and oh, old landlords. Yes. yeah look we get so many tenants that come back to us um and this is where I, where i talk about procedures are really important to have in place and most of the tenants say oh you know we rented off you you know and i said oh great and, and i'm always a bit concerned when i get that because i don't know because i know that you know like we're pretty strict when it comes to our our processes when people are renting from us whether it's paying the rent, whether it's leaving the property in a good order. Um, So I'm always a little bit, and they say, oh, you know, look, yeah, at the end of the day, we came back to you because yeah, you guys were strict. Um, You know, you guys did the inspections. We always, every six months, we thought there was something wrong, because you guys kept turning up every six months, where we'd rented before and no one was turning up to do an inspection. So we really liked that. Um, And look, when we moved out, yes, we had to get, you know, a cleaner in there. But now that um, I own the property, I want the same standards applied to my investment properties. So for us that's massive. You know, well, um, one of the thing one of the things that we do is um and I'm sure everyone does it these days but you know all our tenants get a welcome pack when they move into a property. You know, um you know now all our tenants get a Christmas card every year. Um, When we were at about five or 600, I used to handwrite or the team used to handwrite and sign the Christmas cards, you know? So for us, that's just the standard thing that happens. Um, You know, we give out gifts every month for the best presenting property or the best tenant who, um, and we also do things like if we know that one of our tenants is going through a rough trot, you know, we will, you know, give them a hundred dollar gift voucher for some groceries or things like that. So I, I think, you know, again, and, and, I do sort of one of my passions is um, just to treat people properly and I want my team to make sure that every day we're out there trying to help people because people go through rough times and I'm I sort of sometimes I, I don't like you know the way that you know sort of people within our industry especially in property management conduct themselves the way they, they speak about sort of tenants or the way they sort of um, diss people because, you know, like at the end of the day, they're trying to do their best. They're going through rough times. We need to be there to help them. And I think, you know, as an industry, we need to be doing that a lot better. But And you know what? It pays dividends. Like, you know, we get so many referrals from tenants. Oh, these people rented three years. I said, you guys were really good. Great, fantastic, you know? Um, so, yeah, for me, that's that's a passion that we've tried to instill in our business from you know, day one.
2: I love that because, you know, especially for any of our um you know, New Zealand listeners or USA clients, there's a lot of um, private owners out there. So if you're looking after your tenants and, you know, um, they can refer a a private owner straight to you. So well done.
1: And it's funny when I say that to, uh, I say that to landlords, I say, oh, look, you know, and then they say, oh, but you do all that for the tenant. I'm the landlord. You're supposed to be looking after me. And I say, the best way that we can look after you is to make sure that your tenant is happy. Because if your tenant is happy, they will stay they will look after the property and they'll pay the rent. If your tenant is unhappy with us or the agents, that are giving them service, you now people move out and the agent goes, oh, they were good tenants, why did they move? The agent goes, oh, I don't know why they moved, they probably found something else, they don't even ask the question. Um, yet the tenant was probably unhappy because the agents never getting back to them about repairs or maintenance or whatever it may be. So again, those agents that don't have those, those customer service standards in place, are actually costing their landlords money at the end of the day. So yeah. um, for me, that's a biggie. Like, and um, and I like to think landlords that sign on with us have that same mindset. Because mm-hmm. again, if they don't have that mindset, well, they're probably not going to sort of not
2: going to be on the same page yeah. as us. Yeah. Well said, Joe. I mean, a good property manager would be documenting, especially if they've bought a house, because that's information to give to your sales team as Unbelievable. well. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. yeah, and, so, and you know we we want to keep in touch with them for the next five, ten years because they'll they'll buy or they'll do something. So again, we're, you know, we're not just contacting landlords that are through, you know, have rented through us. You know, we're, we're trying to keep those tenants engaged with our business as well. So I think
0: very good message there. And and when I've done work in your office, I just feel the culture of quality and consistency a lot better than what I see in a lot of other offices. But look, I just want to share a story. And as you know, Joe, Dennis and I, we specialize in working with businesses, not just to grow their their businesses, their property management businesses, but to also grow their fee income too. And I was having a conversation with a very well-known national property management trainer. He looked me in the eye and he said, "Darren, what you teach doesn't work or cannot work in Sydney," and uh, and that means getting better and higher fees. And I just, you know, very respectfully with the gentleman. I just thought, well, you haven't seen the results then that I've received. But I have to state, I mean, Sydney's always been great with with results, with this type of thing. But particularly your business has been the most successful that we've seen so far. And just very quickly, a number of years ago, I think, you know, when we first connected, I was in your office. And it's a really important story, is that when we looked at your figures, you had about a thousand properties and you said, Darren, we are already too expensive in the market. We're at seven, we're a 7% agency. And I know other agencies out there, the tippy top they're at 6%, others are at five. And we're actually starting to see 4% is now more in the Western suburbs of Sydney. But you but I looked at the system and nearly all of your 1,000 properties were up there at 7%. Now, coincidentally, now we were talking about fees and getting better fees and The same day, you didn't know, I went down the road. I walked 100 meters down the road to one of your competitors that also had about 1,000 properties. And he didn't know that I'd been to see you either because, you know, we've got to be very careful with confidentiality. And he said, he looked me in the eye and he said, Darren, there is no such thing as a 7% agent in this marketplace and you cannot convince me otherwise. We're barely getting 5% and 6%. Now, what's the truth here? And the truth is the truth is according to your mindset. He believed that 7% was impossible. Therefore, he wasn't achieving it. So, of course, you know, from that point, we went on, Joe, to work together. We increased your fees. We didn't touch your management fees or letting. We did the work and the other stuff. And I know with your permission, we were able to achieve up to an extra $40,000 extra in a month with the same amount of properties that we got before, which was amazing. We had a, a great time. And of course, that was you know, a couple of years ago. So now you're going out into the marketplace. You have disqualified yourself to work on competing on fees because you're not the cheapest. So now you have to compete on service instead. So to get the business, what are your best points of difference that you use to win the business on service?
1: Yeah. yeah, And that's really important um, because at the end of the day, Service is always going to come to the fore, and and we we lose out on sometimes, and they end up coming back because they've had issues that have cost them money, or they're just not happy, they're not getting the, the you know the, the communication from their property manager. But um, look again, I believe in if you got to have your back end, you know, really sort of clicking along. So for us, our big point of difference is the way we do our ingoing inspections. Um, you know, we videotape and we walk through, um, we do a video um, before the tenant moves in. From that, we get a report that's 40 or 50 pages long. You know, the, the standard in our area is four or five a standard REI form with a couple of tick boxes. And we, we have photos. So again, when I'm presenting that to a prospective landlord and showing them what the others do and showing them what we do, it's almost a no brainer right from there um, we're very strict on our screening process for tenants and I do go um, you know into that a little bit and, and I really harp on that because I think that you know when you look at the, the biggest fears that landlords have it's is the tenant gonna pay the rent are they gonna damage the property so we basically try and take that out of the equation hey we're gonna make sure nine nine times out of ten you're gonna get the best tenant that's out there and look we're gonna have a really thorough condition report so if they move and they in there's not going to be an issue there. So, um, so they're the two main things that I sort of um, emphasize, obviously with myself, you know, I've been doing it for 30 years. Um, I'm a director of the company. Um, There's ownership there. You know, I can't pass the buck. There's an issue, you know, you're dealing directly with me. Um, So I will, you know, sometimes that puts you out there and look, I take calls night, day, mornings, afternoons, whenever it may be. Um, But, you know, and, and I find that I just make myself available. But, you know, people worry about that. so oh, I would never answer the phone after five or never answer it before seven or eight. You know, people are respectful. They don't ring you. And I believe if someone's ringing me, they're ringing me for a reason. And I need to deal with that. So regardless of what time it is. So, but, yeah, they're our sort of our points of differences. The, our screening processes, the information we get from a prospective tenant, and our condition reports are, are by far a big one for
2: us can i add you know joe himself does the videos i watch his videos at the leasings of the properties every now and then i'll pretend i'm a potential tenant and i ask uh-huh. a question has it got air conditioning or you know and um and, and you know and it's a great point because joe's doing the video marketing and all of this and it, it actually attracts better quality tenants as well so it's a really good script to use to an owner it's not just that the, the strictness of your application process it's how well you do your marketing that attracts those good tenants as well. So, you know, well done.
1: And look, at, uh, at the end of the day, I know that no owner will want to put in a bad tenant, but I know why it happens because they're frustrated, it's vacant, the agent just wants to get rid of it. Um, again, we, we avoid you know being in that situation we'd rather be open and transparent with our prospective landlords and say let's leave it on for another week um and get the right person as opposed to just taking a gamble on someone so now,
0: i'm going to throw a little bit of trivia here for everybody you know it's very interesting you know different parts of the world when it comes to property management have different unique issues so for example in the tropical areas of australia you know places like florida property managers are struggling with mold for example or in the cold places they got mold if i go to alice springs right in the center of Australia, the property management, uh, the properties out there have a lot of calcium in the water because the water is deep underground in the artesian basin and stuff like that. Now for everybody, the most poisonous, most deadly spider in the world is called the Sydney, Funnel web. I mean, this spider just has to look at you and you are dead. In reality, if you get bitten, you don't get to uh, a medical treatment and get to anti-venom. Within an hour, you are cactus. Now, funnel web spiders are normal in your portfolio um, with tenants and the awareness of this spider which lives in your area. Tell us more.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Well, we're we're quite um, immune to it, I guess. If a tenant rings up and says, you know, I've got you know a funnel web or a red back, we see red backs that they're quite scary. They've got a a bright red slash on their back, but um, we sort of go, well, what's the big deal? Just spray it or get rid of it or catch it or (laughs) why are you calling us? That's that's, you know that's not serious. So yeah, we we're a little bit. that,
2: that day, thing's I not serious. Is that what no, you're no. saying? It's no. ugly and it is very, very aggressive.
0: And it's about a one, you know, you like, you know, half an inch size yeah. uh, uh, bangs. Um yeah. Not very nice. I, I just sent my wife. She's a property manager
1: and um, she's frightened of spiders. So I just sent her around and get, get a
0: deal with it. <laughs> you're a game man. A game man. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. All right. Next question. So, um, what we want from you, Joe, is your script. And this is the one-liner that every BDM or property manager across the planet gets. It's in the owner, in the listing presentation, the owner just wants to negotiate. So they throw out the one line. Joe, if you can match the management fee with the other agency down the road, they might be doing 5 or 6%. Um, Joe, what's your classic response to that one-liner?
1: Yeah. So obviously depending on where we're at and how it comes up, um, I always find on the phone is always, we get that sort of question and I try and avoid it as much as I can answering that on the phone. So I I like to get in front of people because I think once they've got that information in front of them, you know, our chances of of getting the business are going to be greater. Um, But generally if I get that at at an, at an appraisal, I would sort of say, look, we'd love to offer you a discount. Um, unfortunately, that would mean that we would need to sort of compromise, you know, our our level of service that we like to provide to our landlords. So um, our approach is quality and not quantity, and we want to be known as the standout agent in the area. Um, look, there's no doubt that other agents are happy to negotiate their fees, but um, you know, unfortunately, from our experience, um, it's it's reflective of the service that they sort of offer. Um, you know, we're about quality, not quantity. Um, and we want to make sure we can sort of um, deliver on the, those promises that I've outlaid for you. So at the end of the day, you know, we might be talking $10 a week, approximately $500 a year, 520. It's usually about a week's rent. Um, I know that we're going to bring to the table more than a week's rent of value to you just by potentially leasing the property quicker. I showed you where, you know, we leave our average days on market is 14 the area average is 32, you know, already we're saving you a couple of weeks rent there. Um, so is there any other part of the service that, you know, you, you're on, you're not sure of, or you want me to go over again? Because ultimately, you know, we've had a chat and we seem to be on the same wavelength. You want the best tenant. I want to get you the best tenant. You want the best rent. I want to get you the best rent. Um, what is it that's
2: holding you back? Yeah, I love Brent, that response. Yeah, I love that script because Joe's actually just said to them, he's, he's saving him two weeks rent. So, really they can't afford not to use him
0: you know yeah no that's good you've
2: got got the proof yeah and if they're worried about
1: rental arrears you know again i I generally have our our rental arrears sheet that says you know look we've got 10 tenants out of a thousand that owe more than seven days rent you know like that's less than one percent of our portfolio now you know what is it that you're really worried about because you know again i think it's just Knowing where they're coming from, knowing what those trigger points are for for them, uh, and sort of just you know hammering down on that. So, so Joe, yeah, what, what what's the
0: average rent you're dealing with across your portfolio at the moment? Yeah, we're around six hundred dollars a week. So six hundred, just for our American viewers, times by four point, so we're looking at around about two thousand six hundred dollars a month um, in rent. And Joe, you are one of well the most expensive agency we have seen in Sydney um, and still you're signing up those approximately 15 new properties every month and that's not bad for a guy that's also the department head you know I know that it's very hard for you to be full-time as a BDM but you're doing so well and you're still getting it and you're winning it on service um, instead of competing on fees and I just take my hat off to you so well done yeah. so um, well done
1: and look, that's important. Again, I stress the team, you need to have you know, the team's backing because if they're not on board, then regardless of how many times I go out and chat to people and tell them we're going to do this, if I bring it back and the team doesn't, then they're going to go out the back door. But very rarely do we lose one um, based on poor service. Um, you know, Or even, you know. and look, I'm not, um, you know, I don't believe that all our landlords don't get approached by other agents. I'm sure they do on a regular basis, but I'd like to think you know, we would, yeah. We very rarely does someone go away from us because they've been offered something cheaper. Yeah.
2: Excellent. Well done, Joe. That's that's a, a really an um congratulations to the you know the team that you've got behind you. Obviously, believe in the team, the systems that you've got, and that helps win the business over the line. So, if we can just come back to you know um, some of the the rent roll growth stuff. What, what are some of the kPIs that you 've got in place? What are the, some of the tasks that you do um, to you know to generate and win business
1: yeah and look, and for myself um, it 's always hard because sort of yeah I wear a couple of different hats but look when when my department 's running nicely and the staffing levels are right, then basically I find just talking to our current landlords i I make right. a pack to to i 've got the list on my um on my desk and I will be making phone calls to current landlords, making sure they're happy. So again, I'm wearing two hats. I'm making sure they're happy and then I will try and slide in there. Oh, do you know of anyone else that we could help? You know, so, and, and that, and I'm missing them. I always give your details to people, Joe, you know, so, but again, just reminding them that, Hey, we're always on the lookout for new people. Um, And at different times, we've got different sort of offers going for our, our landlords as well, because I'd rather reward someone that's loyal to us. And if they can you know, give me a lead or something, then I'm happy to look after them as well. Um, so that, you know, calling current landlords is really important for me. Um, I, look, I, I do attend sales opens, sales auctions. Um, I find that I get some really good feedback from that. You know, we have an investor support service. Dennis will be happy with that. Um, and, you know, we've worked on that over the last few years. Again, time sometimes takes us away from that but I like to attend, you know, a couple of open houses on a Saturday uh, where I can potentially meet some new investor clients. And again, it's not a big sell. It's just, oh, here, we're here to help. You know, there's my card. Can I keep you on my database? Then they start to get the, um, the newsletter. Then, you know, we start to be perceived as that, the expert in the area. Um, and again, I like to, I'm not, even when I'm, I'm going out listing, I'm not that pushy um, BDM who wants them to sign on the spot Always um, going to harass them, I, I try and look at, look, I'm there to help them um, and I'll give them as much information as they want and help them. And you know what? People sometimes go with other agents and they have problems and they ring me for advice and I give them the advice, you know? So, you know, regardless whether, hopefully one day they'll come back to us or, or come to us or send someone else to us. So, you know, they're, they're probably, yeah. I think keeping in touch with current landlords, which again, I'm probably lucky to have because of my position as a director, you know, I can understand BDMs might, sort of clash there if you've got a couple of bdms you know who gets to call who that could be an issue but um look sales open houses work very well and also those you know i said i've got about 900 previous landlords that i will depending on what's happening if my pipeline isn't looking too secure for the next few months you know i might start to ring those people and say how's everything going spotlets you know we do um i don't know what they call them Around the world, but we call them spotlets, lease only <laughs> uh, casual lets, casual, lets, casual, lets, yeah, casual um, leasing, casual yeah, leasing for our Americans. Yeah. And again, I will I will ring those people. How has your tenant going that we put in five years ago? Oh, still great, Joe. You know. Um, so again, I'm I'm touching base with those people as well. So awesome, for yeah. me, that's what works. You know, I'd rather spend time on a lead or a, a client that or I already have than spend money trying to get someone um, off the street who potentially is going to be wanting the cheapest agent or potentially is not going to be know much about us that we're having to, you know, do the the big sell on.
2: Yeah, well done, Joe. And and I can just add for the listeners out there, Joe is using Inspect Real Estate BDM. So it's actually yep. a um, a newsletter for property managers to go out. It's not just a an office one that's pushing sales yep. listings this weekend. So it is important that you do have that as well. Yeah. well so, I remember, Joe, the first time I met you. Um, you know, as I said earlier, you were at the conference and you were on stage speaking. And, you know, I had just been given the reins as a BDM and I come running over to you at lunchtime or morning tea, whatever it was, and I said, Joe, how do you ask for the business? What do you do? You know, how do you get the signature? And just like Joe said, he wasn't that pushy salesperson. He wasn't that, you know... He goes, you know, I go there, I talk to them if they want to sign up, you know, will. If they don't, that's cool. I'll give them a call in a few days' time. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You've got to ask for the business. This isn't calculating. I I couldn't comprehend. Yeah. But you are proven that you, that it e works. And no. you know,
1: But I need, I need to get better at that because, you know, that if anything, you know, and again, that's a fault of mine um, that sometimes I don't push hard enough. Um, so, I, you know, again, and, and that's one of the things about, you know, do you want me to give you a I'm, script? Do you want me to help now? Yeah, you've given me scripts, and I've just got to work it into my, um, you know, into my dialogue. But you know, that's over the years, the biggest thing is that you know I meet people all the time, whether it be property managers, BDMs, whatever, and they say oh, I've been in real estate for ten years. You know, but I look at them and I think you know they've had one year experience, and they're just replicating that for the last ten years. They've never grown. Um, for me, it's always about trying to grow. I go to a lot of training seminars. I follow you guys all the time. You go to time. all the
0: conferences. You're all always the conferences there, always yeah. learning, always yeah, learning.
1: Absolutely. And, and for it, me, yeah. and that's important. You know, you've always got to be improving because if I was the same agent that I was 10 years ago, I wouldn't be getting the business today. If I was the same agent 20 years ago, I wouldn't be getting the business today because there's young guys coming in with all the sales skills. and um, But, yeah, I need to get better at that because, and you know, I don't take the authority with me, you know, like I don't get them to sign on the spot. And, and that can be detrimental sometimes, but sometimes it works for me. So I've got to find
2: that happy balance. I've got to have it with me. I'm going to help not- you right now, Joe. I'm going <laughs> to help you find that balance. Let's pretend this is an authorization form, okay? Not an authority, it's called an authorization form. It doesn't matter what country. Paperwork, it paperwork. It's the paperwork, but it's an authorization form. So you're in the property and an owner says, Joe, how are you gonna advertise my property? You know, And Joe, this is where you go for the close. This is where you go for the kill right now. It's such a soft question. And, and, and it's, you know, um, Joe, that's a really good question. You know what? Let's go through my authorization form here about it. It explains how we market the property in detail and you'll even have a choice of how you do it. So let's go sit down and we'll go through it all. And when I get to the marketing section, I'll spend a little bit of extra time with it, okay? And your name is? I've just sat you down for a clue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but let's. But, move it, on. It,
1: but that's yeah, that's right. Look, it's
2: it works different for different
1: people. It
2: does, um, and, and it does depend on on the client you've got as well. You know, there's a lot of variables to consider. I get. But that. I have I've walked out and thought I've
1: got that business, and you know what? They go with someone else, and I know that if I had a, you know, been pushier, I could have signed that business on the spot. But I've allowed it. But you know, look, you win some, you lose some. I, I listed one the other day because, you know, she wasn't even going to get a second agent in because she was happy with the fees that, you know, the other agent was charging her. And, and she by chance, she rung us for some reason because we had sold it to her 20 years ago um, and was ringing us just on the, on the off chance that we would um, negotiate our fees. So in the end, I got in front of her. Um, I spoke to her again and speaking to her. Ended up a couple of hours and, and, and delved... Um, you know, into sort of what was going on in her life, which was um, not good and she needed assurance and she was happy to go with me because she said, yeah, the other guy, as soon as she said that she wanted to speak to someone else, he just was at her um, and wouldn't leave until she signed and she refused to sign. Um, And then that opened the door for me to go in there and sign it. I didn't sign her up on the spot, but I signed her up the next day. So again, you just got to pick your mark, I think.
2: Yeah, you do. There's a lot of variables to consider there. So Joe, what's your next growth goals in, in the next 12 months and, you know, and how are you going to achieve that?
1: Yeah, like definitely. Um, That's a, a big thing for us because, you know, we've gone through a marketplace where we needed to be settled and stable. And our team needed um, to be stable as well. Um, We had, you know, we've you know put on a couple of extra people sort of to help us because um, I believe in planning for everything. So, We've got the team right now. We've put a couple of extra staff. So we're a couple of staff heavy. Um, so I can go out and because we've always, we've been hanging around that thousand mark for a couple of years. Um, so we just really want to take it to the next level. Now we're in the past. We've been happy to consolidate, um, you know, we've been able to get more income, um, through, as I said, as we, the work, we did with Darren. Um, but now we want to, you know, step up to, to the next, next step and put on, you know, a couple of two, three, four hundred in the next couple of years. Um, and that's, you know, net, I guess not sort of gross. Um, yeah. but for me, yes, I'm, I'm looking to be just in that BDM zone. Um, so again, that you know, marketing has to start again. You know, we, we went, for a while on the market and we dropped off. So I've already got the the next 12 months of um, letterbox drops organized. I've put in place, we're doing something a little bit different with some guarantees for landlords. So I'm really going to start to push the envelope um, on service and, and guarantees, you know, such as, and the simple ones, like, you know, if your tenant doesn't pay the rent, we will like, it's a no brainer. Like, and people freak out about that. Other agents would freak out about that. But when you think about it, you know, we have seven tenants that owe more than, 10 tenants that owe more than seven days rent. We haven't got a problem with people paying the rent. That's so why, why wouldn't we go out there and say, you know what, if your tenant doesn't pay, we'll pay. Obviously there's some terms and conditions and not many, just the fact that they have landlord insurance. So, you know, that's what we're going to be doing, sort of really getting that out in our marketplace. Is. That's, that's going to counteract, you know, the four and 5% agents that are out there. At the
0: we, we, so. look, we look you know, forward to seeing that net growth. Um, that you're going to get, and uh, certainly you know um, we'll just be sitting and watching, and certainly uh, um, wanting to uh, to help you in that journey along the way. So yeah, nice. last question now. So Joe, it is we are very fortunate enough to have you on our BDM heavyweight panel at the Inspired Growth Conference this year. But here is my last question: You're on stage at the Inspired Growth Conference. In front of you are business owners and the best BDMs in Australia and you've got a you know a minute to speak to them directly, you, you'll have a bit more, of course. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, but, you know, what is your message then if you've got such a short period of time? What's your message to them about getting really strong growth, but also how to get the best fees? Don't compromise on that. And being uh, an agency that competes on service, what would be your, your, your message in that situation? Yeah, um, definitely look
1: for it. For an employer or a company owner, I would be saying have a BDM in place because, you know, and again, that's changed over the last five, 10 years, you know, BDMs, people just expected property managers to grow their rent roles. It's not going to happen. So again, have a BDM in place uh, and then make sure your property management team um, is, is, is stable and, and give them resources that they need. Don't sort of, you know, give them the inspect real estate, give them technology because, if they're doing their job, the BDM is going to be out there and sort of bringing back the business and you want that staff to be happy as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, incentivize them, you know, look after that, that staff as well, but, um, definitely have a BDM in place, um, who can just concentrate on growing that business. Um, but in saying that have some really strict guidelines around that, you know, you don't want them going out there, bringing back 20, you know, discounted management fees or, you know, um, 20, you know, properties that aren't sort of up to scratch because that's going to irritate the, the property management team. So, um, just finding that balance, but balance, but having a, a good BDM and having a strong back end to
2: support um, him
1: is is essential in this day and age.
2: That's for sure. Cool. Really good advice there. That's that's um, some really good stuff. I mean, um, you know, I, I see and speak to a lot of principals that are too scared to put a BDM on Joe. You know, because um, um, you know, they're, they're looking at a let fee that should be covering their wage, yeah. you know, and they're expecting them to bring in 30 properties to cover a wage per month. Yeah. But um, as you know, it, it doesn't work that way. Oh no,
1: look, it's short-sighted. Look, at the end of the day, it's, it's not gonna, you know, it's, it's not gonna happen, that's the reality. Like, if I was a property manager, you know, you wouldn't have time to be making those phone calls, chasing up those leads from IRE or whatever it may be. They've got so much going on like in and, and property management in 2018 is so far removed than it was even five years ago. You know, they have so much to deal with. So the last thing you would expect them to do is drop everything and, and sort of go out and see a client,
0: you know, who wants to rent a house. Excellent. Well done. Joe, um, it's been a real pleasure. Well, I think Dennis, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up now and um, you feel that the session went okay?
2: Yeah, look, um, Darren, I think that um, Joe did a uh, he did a great job. He's Great good job. Um, I, I'd like to just to get out, a, um, I think there's an album that I'd like to get out of my record collection, <laughs> Joe. Um, I think that, uh, you know, uh, let me just see. Look, you know, Joe, I, I might even play this one for
1: you. Yeah, I was going to say, you've got to sing the song. Sing a song yeah. off
0: it. Oh, I well, it. No, I'm bad. <laughs> I'm <laughs> bad. Who's <laughs> bad? Oh, well done. So, yeah. You guys are bad. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And Joe, thank you very much. Uh, looking down, we feel like the Brady Bunch here. So, um, all good, really good. Let's wrap it up, guys. Great interview, Lovely. Joe. You are a quality operator, one of the best we've ever worked with. Thank you so much for doing this interview with us. And uh, yeah, cool. Take care. Pleasure. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you.